Welcome to this episode of Care You, where we challenge and encourage listeners to be intentional and embed a practice of reflection into your caregiving. It is our intention that the contents of this podcast are accessible and meet you where you are on your caregiving journey in a non-blaming and non-shaming way. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hey, Stephanie. Hi, Don. How are you? Good. How are you? I am doing well. I'm doing well. Um, So I'm excited about this. I, I, I think I say that all the time. I'm excited about this episode. I'm excited about this episode. We it's because we always have good guests on, and we sure do. And today is not any different. This is going to be a good one. Yeah, uh, we have mentioned common sense media before in a couple of episodes, and so we thought it would be great um, to have on a representative from common sense um, media. And so we have with us uh, Jennifer E. Halt. Um, who is, I'm going to let her tell about herself, but she is with Common Sense Media. And so welcome, Jennifer. Hello, welcome. Good to be here. Um, We're going to actually just start by you telling us a little bit about yourself. Absolutely. I have been with Common Sense Media for almost 10 years now. I'm a former elementary educator a mom of an eight-year-old and a six-year-old. And my focus at Common Sense is really about Uh, helping schools, families, teachers, students navigate digital life in a responsible, ethical, safe way. If you're not familiar with Common Sense Media, um, we're with a nonprofit uh, organization that's really just dedicated to improving the lives of all kids and families. We want to make sure we're providing trustworthy information, education, and an an independent voice that they need to thrive in this digital age that we're in. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. That's why we were excited about this episode today. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of feedback <laughs> the last work. time we talked about screens. And so I think this will be a, a really helpful um, resource for all of our listeners. Jennifer, I'm excited that you're here. Uh, would you be willing to take us on a tour of some of the resources that are available to our caregivers? Absolutely. We're going to keep it simple today. <laughs> so there are some areas that we focus on. Um, we really want to make sure the first thing is media choices. You know, making sure that we are helping families, caregivers find the good stuff, providing high quality media and content for our kids. Um, we want to make sure that we are we, we are rating and reviewing everything media. So when you think about movies and games and books, apps, websites, games, all those things that you are, your kids are asking for, you can go to our website and we give you a really in-depth, thorough review, unbiased rating um, on the age appropriateness of the content being delivered and the quality of the content being delivered. So that's really what we're known for. Um, We also think about digital literacy and citizenship as well. So, you know, making sure students can think critically about technology use, um, understanding privacy, um, the skills they need to really participate fully online and offline and some of the choices that they're making. So our digital literacy and citizenship curriculum is available for kindergarten through 12th grade with a family community engagement piece to every one of the the lessons that's delivered within a classroom. So that's our next big thing. Um, And then we also have tech accountability. That's a big piece we share with families is, you know, how to uh, teach your kids to set healthy boundaries you know, whether it's social media, whether it's online friendships, you know, making sure those are healthy and you feel good about the things that you're doing online, you know, privacy, 
the sharing, the oversharing, all of those things go into what we put under the umbrella of media balance and well-being. That's awesome. Do you guys have a a tips document that we could, or a, oh a specific we link? Wealth. <laughs> we have a wealth of parental advice that we give. Again, our advice is you know balanced in the middle unbiased information. We all know as fa- as parents, as a parent myself, crowdsourcing is my favorite thing, right? You gather all the information you possibly can. And then at the end of the day, you have to make the best choice for you and your family based on your routines, your, your values, you know, the way you want to um, introduce technology into your home. And so we have these really neat things. We, um, they're tech planners. And so they're documents that um, I know I've made a printout of it. I've done posters. I've done whiteboard. <laughs> you know, any type of visual creation you can do with a tech planner um, is fun. I think it's fun for the whole family to get involved. And so, for example, we have a tech planner for ages two to eight. So a lot of our content all starts around age two, whether it's an app or a movie or music, things like that. But what we're trying to do here is sit down and have a conversation. All right, when we get on our devices or we're going to watch a movie together, you know, when does this take place? Where? How long are we able to do this particular, you know, media moment on our devices or on our family television? Um, What you can do, one of my favorite things is because I am in this age range as a parent is the questions, the conversation starters you can have before, during, or even after you've experienced the tech or the media. Um, and so, you know, how are you feeling about that? What did you learn from that? Talk about character feelings. It's talking about gaming, you know, and, and it's okay to lose and it's okay to win. And so how do you navigate your social emotional wellness as well when you're involved? So at that age, two to eight, it's pretty important to start those conversations. As you get into like age nine, 12, you know, we're talking tweens and then into teens. Um, we start to think about, you know, 13 and up between, I guess, the age would be what devices and services can we use? So this goes into the tech planner. Okay, we, we belong to Netflix. This is great. Or we're, we're okay with Hulu or whatever. Um, streaming service, maybe it's an app, you know, or a website that we're all okay. Um, but writing this all down, we're a place where a family can go, where we all agreed to sign and, and follow these rules is really helpful. And then when we get into 9-12, you know, the, the older grades, when they start to actually get some social accounts, um, you know, based on our family values, what do we share? What do we don't share? You know, how are we safe? How are we healthy when we have these relationships online? What to do or where to go when you have a red flag feeling about something? So obviously the tech planners grow with the maturity of the child. Um, another piece of advice I want to put out there too is once you put these tech plan in place, it's good to revisit them. It's not a one and done. It's not a let's complete this and hang it up and, you know, kind of hope for the best. Uh, I visit it often when there's weekends, it looks a little different. Long weekends look a little different. Winter break, spring break, summer, like you have to have these little seasonal conversations because it's okay to have more or less time. It's about what they're doing on it and the quality, not the the quantity. Wow. Is that... Is that all that Common Sense Media does? Is, again, that's my sarcasm. Yeah. That, I mean, it, it, there's yeah. so many things. We're jotting down things here that you mentioned. Um, I guess a question I have, when you say unbiased, and, and you talk about 
that idea of families are different. One of the things about this podcast, we talk a lot about, uh, we want to walk alongside caregivers, be non-blaming, non-shaming, because we do understand that what my family values might be different than your family. So how do you, like, how do you do that in an unbiased way? Well, I think the whole mission of our nonprofit is about, um, staying in the middle, staying balanced. You know, we're not wave that wand and go all over and wherever you want with social media devices and, and technology, but we're also not shutting it down. You know, like close it. We're not going to deal with it. Like we'll figure it out later. We're right in the middle there. Like technology is great if you use it properly and it can be beneficial if used properly. So we want to give the advice and the resources. Might as well have a plan, not a ban <laughs> um, in terms of everything coming at you as a, as a family. Um, and so the unbiased piece, I always like to stress because like all of our reviewers come from all walks of life, whether it's a professional hat they wear, a value or a culture they represent. So we're getting all kinds of different perspectives on that particular rating and review, which is important. Yeah. And I hope that didn't come across like, okay, like, well, tell me how you're unbiased. I That's what I was hoping to hear mm -hmm. is that you have a variety of people looking at these things. I'm thinking about like the movie reviews. I mean, my kids are 25 and 30. So I'm using common sense <laughs> media for my role here in the district that I'm in. But like, I'm assuming then you have people that watch the movies and they count how many curse words oh, yeah. there were. They count how, and there's, yeah. So that, I always found that um, an intriguing part of common sense media is how you capture all that data. And it's, there's a lot of it out there. I mean, you know, we looked at it for the screen hygiene episode that we did. Uh, you mentioned that idea of 13 and above. Mm. That was one of the big th things that we mentioned is if you just look at terms of service, you really should not be on certain services until you're 13. And we know there are people, we know there are kids who are younger than 13 who are on these services. And if you understand their terms of service, you know, it, I, I think it tells a different story about um, when a child should be on those. And I, I'm absolutely. Oh yeah, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm new to common sense media. Um, I have three children and so we're very much, who are very much growing up in the tech world, right? I mean, they've never been without it in their lives. Um, and I think it's really neat how um, there's a lot of tools that really are just conversation starters. I think you mentioned that um, as just being like, this is some things you should consider because it really aligns with our podcast, not telling people how to do it, but hey, consider the intentionality behind this um, and consider the intentionality about what apps you want to give or do you want them to watch that movie or what is the contract between you and your child look like? And so I'm new to Common Sense Media, but I'm a huge fan. So thank you for just sharing with our listeners just some different resources. I'm sure we could really go down on a rabbit hole here about all the things, um, but you highlighted a ton of, oh, yeah. a ton of resources um, behind, behind this um, service that I cannot even wait for people to know about. So, and very good. Yeah. Well, I know you and I talked as we were talking about uh, IdeaCon coming up and the other podcast, and you had mentioned about the podcast portion 
And I thought that was interesting, interesting because I'm huge into podcast. And now parents can go in and say, is it appropriate? Do I think it's appropriate for my kid to listen to this true crime thing or whatever? And I don't know how many podcasts. I mean, that's the thing. It's just overwhelming. So how do you capture everything that's out there? Well, we capture the good stuff. <laughs> Based on our rubric, we have a really strong rubric that we put up against all media. Okay. And so we're taking a look at, you know, the quality, the age appropriateness. We're talking about the content, the message, if there's a, um, a role model within it, you know, so whether it's a movie or a TV show, is there some type of role model or a positive message? Is there violence? Is there sex, drinking, drugs? So the rubric goes across every piece of media. Um, diversity is also one that lights up. And so you have, you know, out of five stars, you know, each one gets its own rating. And then overall, you can look at the entire picture. You know, what do parents need to know? What to expect? Um, because we know all our kids are growing and maturing at different ages. They're exposed to different things in different times. There is no black and white answer to any of this. It's all so gray. It's really important to, like I said, ask the questions, have the conversation with your child about what they like, what they don't like, what do they want to learn about? Um, what are they into? Communicate, right? Get involved, have them show examples of what they're doing. Um, you know, TikTok first off came out and it was like the recipe capital of the world, yeah. right? Everybody was finding cool recipes on TikTok. You know, sit down with your child and have them find a cool recipe. You know, don't be afraid of what they're doing or want to do. Um, the biggest piece I think I give to a lot of my parent workshops, out there, you know, caregiver workshops are the gradual release of responsibility. Once that responsibility, you know, gets stronger and the child shows that, then eventually you probably could feel good about putting it on their device. Um, but it's a teachable moment. It's modeling. It's talking to your child about everything you're doing on your device. Because I got to say, it's really hard to do things anymore without your device, whether you're checking the weather the recipe, the directions, you're reading the school newsletter. I feel like you're always on your phone for like information or things you need to know. So it looks bad, right? Because you're just hand, you know, head down. But if you do it together with whatever age, like, hey, look that up or sit down with me. Let's see what the weather's going to be this morning. Let's see yeah. what we have to wear. Let's find a recipe for tonight's dinner. Let's see what time the concert starts. Like, so it's just that conversation out loud. Yeah. And I, oh, I love that conversation out loud. And it's almost like I know with social media, I'm really into social media, Twitter, Facebook. Um, again, my kids were not really the age where Facebook and that was super popular when they were um, at that age. But even that modeling what you share, like, Hey, I'm going to like, let's sit down. Here's a friend that posted vacation photos, or here's somebody asking a question that might be kind of controversial. Let's talk about like, how would I respond back to this? Here's somebody that seems to be mad at my tweet that I put out. What would be a good way? Like, why are they mad? What would be a good way to respond to them? And I think that's something that just from a time sake, I don't know that people think they have time, but the importance of it, it's its kind of like driving. And I know it's been compared many times to, um, you know, if you just all of a sudden said 16, a kid can drive. Like, it, it, all of us would be mortified at that. 
Um, but it, it really <laughs> is online skills are sort of like driving skills. You need to have that. You need to have the book first and then you need to have the behind the wheel where somebody's with you. And then, you know, there are still certain laws that once you get your license, there's that, you know, gradual release. So yeah, I really like that. I mean, the question I really liked about the, the time or, you know, you mentioned time, you know, none of us have time, right? In the grand <laughs> scheme of life, none of us have time, but We've designed our quick activities for the classroom to easily bridge that gap between home and school. And so, you know, the 15 minute activity in school is a video and some questions. And then the conversation activity or the start, you know, the at home activity can go home. It's easily put into the school's like parent portal. So wherever you go for your child's information, if your school's participating and, and part of the digital citizenship conversation, uh, you can share these types of activities. I do them at dinner, waiting for the school bus on our way to soccer practice. I mean, this doesn't not have to be a sit down, yeah. organized one hour family activity that we kind of feel like it is, but it really is just about me to balance. Oh, let's talk about it. Let's talk about what you did today. How much of that was online? How much of it was offline? How'd you feel about that? You know, what hobbies do you miss because we're maybe having too much device time, et cetera. So I think if they take a quick look at our activities for home, they're really digestible. And is that something that our caregivers can have access to without our school doing it? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's just nice to bridge that conversation. Like, Hey, we talked about this at school today. You know, Hey, your caregiver continue the conversation home, ask your child about the components or the things you need to think about when it comes to privacy, talk to your family. What do we share and not share? What do you feel, you know, what do we feel good about sharing? Um, talk to your family about media balance, uh, relationships and communicating, you know, when you get into the upper grades, like understanding how people feel tone as just conversation, but it, we give a way to, to make it feel easy for caregivers. I love it. Cause it's a lot of it. You know, everybody says that about time, but we all have the same 24 hours and it's kind of the idea of front loading because it is in our world, right? So you're just front loading the discussion and your expectations and the accountability piece so that it doesn't come to a screeching halt when they turn into a age where you're like, Oh my goodness, now I've talked about all these things. So that's what common sense media exactly. is doing for us. Yeah. I love that. And you know, we do, we do such a good job of like saying, no, don't do that. You're going to ruin your life. Oh my gosh. Think before you post, if you do something awful, it's, you know, it can't be taken down. Like we scare them so much that I like to be proactive and put our focus into showing them what a good online reputation looks like. Like, let's talk about what we should be posting. Yeah. Let's talk about like the win last week. Let's talk about your award you gave. Let's talk about how you volunteered. Like we focus so much on the don'ts where I feel like if we turned it around and we're proactive and just like anything else with being a caregiver of a child, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it. You know, so starting with routine and chores, this is just one of those things you'll feel good about if you have more conversation with them and show them what to do because you don't have to have all the answers. We know we do. If you don't know how to use a social platform, don't sweat it. Just have the conversation so it seems like you know what you're talking about. As, yeah. as family and caretaker, we can do that, right? We're good at like, I know. I always tell my child I have eyes in the back of my head. Like only moms have eyes in the back of their mm -hmm. head. Uh, and for a long time, she believed it. Well, but it, just the, <laughs> acting like, you know, moms and parents and caregivers know everything because we sort of do, but they think we do. So, um, yeah. 
question that we always like to ask um, <clears throat> guest is how can I up the odds that my kids will do great when I'm no longer around them? How would you respond to that? Can we wave a magic wand? Can we just have this magic <laughs> that wand nice? that, you know, we wave over them when they leave the house, right? I think it just goes back to communication. I know this all sounds easier said than done, but just having that relationship with your child or children around their media use, you know, talking to them, we set timers, we model, um, it's constant. And so it has to be constant because it's constant in their life. And we have to remember too, they're on these devices in ways that we think look bad, are bad. You are like, oh my God, they're like hours on these things. But the grand scheme is it's their way of communicating with friends. So we hung on the landline telephone many decades ago with the string wrapped around us, right? The telephone cord was wrapped around us five times and we would spend the whole night on the phone where it just looks different. Just because their head's down, they feel disconnected, but they're actually conversing with friends and having fun with friends. Um, So that's one thing to make sure or be aware about to kind of think before you start to jump to kind of what they're doing. Um, Gaming has been proven to be beneficial right? Some kids are just, they're thriving in these game spaces that they're learning and thinking critically and, you know, understanding and coding and creating and all of those good things that are happening. It's just, they have to use the device to do it. Right. And I think the important thing is whatever they're doing online, just make sure they understand how to do it offline. I think that's more important for the younger ages. You know, all these things they're seeing and doing, take it offline and show them the context of it in real life. You're, you're, the caretaker, you know the child more than anyone. So you go with your gut, you go with what feels right, you set your expectations, your boundaries, and you know, put your values in there. And I just think at the end of the day, like any other family value we want them to have out there, you hope it carries with them. But if it, you show that it's important to you and your family, they'll see that. Yeah, that's good. Um, Good stuff. And common sense media, like I said, is I'm new to it, but I'm really excited about it and excited to continue to share this um, with our listeners. We also put it on our new website and some of these tools that you've referred to, we can clearly link to make it even easier to um, access. But thank you very much. I don't know if you have anything else that you want to share, um, just some last minute tidbits, um, but you've shared so much and good yeah. information. So that was great. No, just thank you so much for having me and being able to share all of the free resources we have to offer for families and caregivers that gives the parental advice um, that you might be looking for to make it a little easier to navigate. Okay. Well, again, thank you, Jennifer. Absolutely. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Care You and for showing up for the children in your care. Until next time.